0: hello sweetie pies today is the first episode of all those russians in 2022 and we would like to keep crushing the stereotypes about russia and its people Or at least try to say something in our defense. (laughs) Exactly. Today, together with Yulia Babushkina, we would like to talk about our hot topic, since it's the middle of winter now. People around the world think that the whole Russia is always covered with snow.
1: Yeah, and some really imagine that we have bears walking in the streets. It's crazy, so let's figure out whether it's true or not. We got a saying in Russian that every joke has some truth in it. And the same is with the stereotypes, I guess. By the way, before we start, Jan, what's the weather like today in St. Petersburg?
0: Мороз и солнце – день чудесный. Yan, Yan, podcast is in English, you remember? <laughs> I know, but I just wanted to share with our listeners a famous quote from a poem Winter Morning by Pushkin, which means cold frost and sunshine, day of wonder. And it perfectly describes current weather in Saint Petersburg right now but it, it's always like this in Russia is it true that there's a chance to go out for groceries and get frozen halfway to the shop let's discuss today what is the real weather in Russia and how you would need to survive here once you plan to visit
1: Russia of course people pay more attention to some extremes and like developing those topics that's why in so many movies you can see scenes from Russia usually either from the Red Square in Moscow or somewhere in the middle of Siberia covered with complete snow. Most of those filmed places even don't exist or were actually filmed not in Russia.
0: The reasons for that, of course, can make sense, because Russia still has the coldest winters in the world, and around 65% of its territory is covered with permafrost. For example, the Siberian town of Oymakon had reached the temperature as low as minus 71 degrees Celsius, which is a minus 96 Fahrenheit. At such temperatures, the cold can crack still and cause tires to explode. When you exhale, your breath freezes into crystals that fall to the ground and make a noise that Siberians call the whispering of the stars.
1: Ah, oh, what a beautiful saying, really even romantic. Almost as poetic as the winter morning by Pushkin, which you mentioned earlier. Though, to be honest, I can't imagine such temperature. I remember in St. Petersburg once in my life there was almost minus 30 Celsius, which is around minus 20 Fahrenheit. And we were really looking forward to reaching it as then we didn't have to go to school. But minus stayed at the level of 28 degrees below zero
0: and we still had to go to the classes. (laughs) Oh my god, I remember it. It was twice more terrible from the feeling that it was super cold, but still not so cold to be allowed to stay at home. However, you know, last winter I myself decided to travel to Baikal Lake in southern Siberia, which has the largest surface area of any freshwater lake in Asia, and it is the oldest and the deepest lake in the world. There it was minus 40 Celsius, which is the same in Fahrenheit, actually, so in order to enjoy the trip and the wonderful beauty of the area, we had to wear three sets of thermal underwear, keep a thermos with tea or a flask with something stronger and move a lot.
1: Oh, damn it, Baikal is a real dream. I've seen your photos and stories on Instagram and really envied you so much. Those little short glasses made of ice. That's so cute and creative.
0: <laughs> You've noticed the most important, of course.
1: No, but for real. Baikal is really worth this long, expensive flight and wearing those many layers of clothes. The views are just breathtaking. I totally understand people who go there in winter when the lake is frozen which is kind of miracle since it should be really cold to freeze the deepest lake in the world. But what is still for me super crazy is epiphany dunk when people dive into the ice hole. I don't want to sound disrespectful to religion or anything, but that has actually nothing to do
0: with religion, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. People have developed this tradition themselves. To learn more about this tradition, please follow our Instagram or dot those russians where next week we will describe it in more details moreover apart from just breathtaking views or unbelievable traditions russia provides us with amazing winter resorts and yes guys we do not only go sledding but do skiing and snowboarding i myself snowboard for more than 10 years and really look forward to every winter because of it What about you, Yule? Do you do any winter sports? Well, to be honest, I'm really clumsy, and that's why I'm scared
1: of snowboarding or mountain skiing. Plus, my parents do not do those sports either, so... Nobody taught me as a kid, and when I grew up, I kind of didn't have a passion for it. However, my parents usually go cross-country skiing as they live in the countryside and have huge fields and forests
0: around. Oh yeah, in our part of Russia, cross-country skiing is for sure more popular due to the terrain.
1: Exactly, but I usually prefer ice skating during the winter. And guys, I know it's world famous to go ice skating in Central Park in New York, but trust me, if you visit St. Petersburg in winter, and go to the New Holland Island or Port Sefkabel, you will for sure feel the same type of magic. Both of those places combine on their territories, cafes, bars, shops,
0: and during the winter also amazing ice rings. hmm those are amazing, agree. I went ice skating on Baikal Lake, though. Come on, stop
1: showing off. I also <laughs> want to go there. But no, to be honest, I would only like to go there once in winter, not to live there. No offense to anyone living in cold places, but maybe when you're born with such weather conditions, you get kind of more tolerance, I don't know. And what's worth is that in most parts of Russia, winter is not only cold, but also long and lasts 5 to 6 months a year. But big cities tend to be warmer, and thus, being born and most of my life in megapolis, I have encountered more mud than snow in winter. I really hate this winter mud in St. P. You can never wear nice shoes. Everything
0: to your knees is usually covered with dirt. Oh, yes. I hate it as well. And no idea what kind of chemicals are spread among the streets. The melt, the snow and ice. But, you know, I had a wedding in December. And, of course, I wanted the beautiful long white dress, which you can imagine how looked in the end. Oh, yeah. But first of all, my congratulations. Thank you.
1: And, <laughs> and secondly, I really can feel you pain for the dress and totally sorry for it.
0: Me too. I brought it to the dry cleaning and they said they couldn't promise to bring its inital look back as nobody knows which types of chemicals it had on it. Damn it. Yeah. However, can't complain more. For people from Yakutsk or Murmansk, our problems should sound nothing, really. Oh yeah, I
1: agree. But the main point is that Russia has four climatic zones with temperatures ranging from minus 41 Celsius in Yakutsk, which is the same minus in Fahrenheit, to plus 41 Celsius in Astrakhan, which is around 106 Fahrenheit. So Russians experience all kinds of weather and temperature. And yes, guys, there is summer in Russia and it can be extremely hot, even in Siberia.
0: Yeah, surprise, surprise, but we got a number of hot thousand resorts as well, like Sochi, Krasnodar, Anapa. Majority of Russian resorts is situated in southernmost located regions between the Black and the Caspian Sea. Sochi, for example, is the largest resort city in Russia. Being a part of the Caucasian Riviera, Sochi is one of the very few places in Russia with the subtropical climate with warm to hot summers and mild to cool winters. The Caucasian Riviera is located along the eastern coast of the Black Sea under the Caucasus Mountains. It runs from Novorossiysk, Russia, to Sarpi, Georgia. The coast is located on the same latitude as the French Riviera, or the Italian Riviera. That was National Geographic by Jana Schweden. Yes.
1: <laughs> but for real, a lot of Russians do not even travel abroad for any foreign Riviera at all, because they can get a nice warm vacation locally with an area of over 17 million square kilometers Russia cannot have a uniform climate. So, dear listeners, be aware it's not true that all Russia is freezing cold and covered with snow. What you see in those movies is exaggerated image to get the immoderate association in your head. We have a lot of beautiful seaside resorts where you can travel to get your vitamin D, enjoy swimming, sunbathing, and eat shashliki or shashlichok which is a Russian word for meat skewers and those are the main dish of the summer all over Russia.
0: Now I for a moment forgot about my desire to go snowboarding and imagined myself lying on the beach, which I can totally do in Mother Russia. So guys, forget about the stereotype that Russia is only about cold and snow. And please, 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 if you do travel to Russia, know that bears you may see only in deep forests or particular regions. If you see a bear in any city, stay calm, but call the special services, as it's not normal. Or ask for a head doctor, because such cases are nonsense. (laughs) 100%.
1: My parents live in the countryside, as I said, close to the forest, and I still have never ever seen a bear in the wild nature. Maybe a fox as per maximum. The only private story with the bear that I got is about my grandfather, who was a forester in Russian, and really lived in the backwoods with no modern appliances. So, most of the food he really hunted himself, not just ordered in delivery services, which can bring you whatever you want in 15 minutes. So, once he hunted a bear. I know it's terrible, but well, hunger breaks stone walls, which in Russian we say as. Тетка, which is literally translated as Hunger is not a woman, it won't run into the forest.
0: Oh my god, and are you serious about your grandfather? Oh, those tough Russians.
1: Yeah, and I know that the bear was around 300 kilos or 660 pounds, while my grandfather was maximum 70 kilos, which is 155 pounds himself. But he was really fearless. However, guys, that's a really wild nature, which is only one piece of Russia.
0: Exactly, and it has the world's largest forest reserves. They are known as the lungs of Europe, Coming second only to the Amazon rainforest in the amount of carbon dioxide it absorbs. But Russia is not only the woods. Owing oh, to its gigantic size, it has
1: diverse ecosystems, including polar deserts, tundra, forest tundra, taiga, mixed and broadleaf forests, forest steppe, steppe, semi-desert, and subtropics.
0: National Geographic by Yulia Babushkina now, right? Exactly.
1: A brief lesson of geography to explain some of probably unfamiliar words, since those nature zones are really not presented in many places of the world. So, Tundra is a type of a natural zone where the tree growth is hindered by low temperatures and short growing seasons. Taiga is a snow forest. It is a natural zone characterized by coniferous forests. And Steppe is an ecoregion characterized by grassland plains without trees, apart from those near rivers and lakes. God saves
0: Wikipedia! Yulia, but come on! Is speaking frankly, how much of your life have you spent in the famous Russian nature... Have you really explored many of the mentioned ecosystems?
1: Well, there are a lot of natural places in Russia where I would really like to go because they're amazing. But to be honest, I'm a big city girl and I mainly prefer the city leisures, which we have a lot here. So I think that most of people actually travel on purpose to those wilder places to switch from their city life full of hustle and to get some peace, or
0: on the contrary, get some adventure. Exactly, Russia is not only about the wild nature. We got 15 cities with more than one million inhabitants and high-developed infrastructure. Those are not only Saint Petersburg and Moscow. There are also Novosibirsk, Yekaterinburg, Samara, Kazan, and many more, all located in absolutely different parts of our huge country.
1: Moreover, we got 30 UNESCO World Heritage sites. 19 of which are cultural, including the churches, monuments, and even some
0: city parts. Going deeper into culture, in Russia there are almost 700 theaters of different kinds, not only Mariinsky and Bolshoi theaters, although those play for sure an important role in worldwide culture.
1: And you will also never run out of the museums to visit in Russia, as we have around
0: 2,500 museums,
1: including the biggest museum in the world, the Hermitage.
0: Here we are both lucky and spoiled, because after hermitage, you really don't get much impressed anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, that's the two sides of the coin. Not only food for soul we got, but a lot to satisfy your gastronomical requirements. Russia is the biggest country in the world. The country has landscapes varying from snow-capped mountains to dry deserts, climates ranging from arctic to subtropical, and it's home to wide variety of cultures. This incredible diversity has heavily influenced Russia cuisine and made it as we know it today. Russia cuisine has historically been very seasonal and affordable for peasants, full of the fresh produce during summer and full months and storable good during winter and early spring, which in Russia we call Zagatovki. That’s what we usually have on our tables as our version of appetizers. Apart from Russian meals, all types of international cuisine, world's best and famous restaurants and bars can be found in Russia.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was even a joke that Moscow has more sushi restaurants than Tokyo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Japanese and Italian cuisine were the most popular ones in Russia for a long time. But I guess now they took a backseat at least in the bigger cities where people seek for diversities like Mexican or South American cuisines as well as for sure of course burgers and dim sums. Yeah, I think we keep the same mistake for
1: a second podcast by not preparing anything to eat.
0: Damn it. <laughs> yes, we don't learn from our mistakes. Don't be like us and please don't be like those who believe in stereotypes without doing a personal research however if you listen to all those russian podcasts you don't need to we will crush those stereotypes for you so follow us on your podcast platform as well as on instagram @those.russians And now as always as uh, icing on top of the cake, we have the brief vocabulary for you. Yulia, are you ready? Yep. So let's go. Lesnici. Forester. Shoshliki or Shoshok. Meat skewers. Zagatovki. Storable goods. Apart from the new words, we also had a new idiom in Russian. Golot не тетка, в лес не убежит. Synonym to hunger breaks stone walls. And to finish our Today episode, we would like to read you a very nice translation of the first part of the winter morning poem by Pushkin, which we mentioned in the very beginning of Today Podcasts.
1: Cold frost and sunshine, day of wonder. But you, my friend, are still in slumber. Wake up, my beauty, time belies. Your dormant eyes, I beg you broaden. Toward the northerly aurora, as though a northern
0: star arise. Bravo! <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Pushkin is in our hearts. All right, guys. Take care. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, write review, and share your thoughts. Also, tell your friends about this podcast so that they can bring a little bit of Russia into their lives.